being able to have conversations when the doors are shut, you didn't realize that people could still have, you know, because yeah. everything's just so online all the time. And different perspectives, different cultures, different industries, just that's what I want to create more of. And I think you're doing the same thing. Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold them. Stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take us up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions, and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us. It's such a pleasure and a privilege, Ellie, to have you here and just to be having a conversation today. So welcome. Oh, it's so good to see you, Kerry Marie. It's been so long, too long. I know. Seriously, I'm missing the fact that the borders are closed and our world is so isolated over here. Are you able to move around a lot easier at the moment? Yeah. You mean like like in the world? Like I don't know. Like <laughs> I can see you can move there. Good one. I mean, yeah, you know, we're, we're in Arizona. from state to state even further, like across. Yeah. You know, some states have been locked down a lot more than others. But right now, I feel like I feel like things are starting to ease up a bit. We're in Arizona and we didn't realize, you know, we've lived here now seven years, moved from California. So glad we did. California is a mess. Every state's mm-hmm. very, very different here. But the great thing is, and I think what's made me really thankful for how they handle it in this country. Like, was it a mess? Yes. But we had the ability to move if we didn't like how things were being handled. Or, you know, we did a few car trips to California this year. We had to bring the masks and, you know, play by rules and stuff. But you could go to the beach and pile in the car and just go for a drive. And so, you know, it's counting those blessings. We pulled the kids out of school completely. That is amazing. Yes. We found a great local group. And gosh, just so many things. So many good things came of it, along with, you know, all the downsides. I know Mm. you feel the same way, but I'm ready to travel again. We're going crazy. We want to get on a plane and go to other countries. We miss, we're very wanderlusty right now, the whole family. Do you know the piece about travel that I really miss is the learnings that I got when I was in different cultures and the learnings then that my children got. And like, I miss that. I miss all that side of it. So the thing that I loved about travel, Ali, was the fact that you go into these new places, you go in and you immerse yourself within the culture and you learn things that you just don't learn from books, you don't learn from just having a conversation across a Zoom. I miss that. And I think that one of the things about that was that you got such learning, such insights that I... And my children, like even when I hear it now, like I'll hear other parents say... There's things about your children I just don't get. There's things about your children that I don't understand. They just have these conversations. They have this connection with humans that are different to the other kids that we see. And I have to say, it's because we opened up to moving across the world 
And, you know, my kids would connect with people who don't speak the same language, they've never met before, and they would play and I miss that side of it. I miss the fact Amazing. that we don't get to do that, right? So, and I'm kind of jealous that you've got your kids now homeschooling because mine have gone back into a system. So, only because we're home, they wanted to give it a go. And They're older now, right? How old they are. are. So, one just started high school over here and the other one's at the end of what we call the primary years. So, we're giving it a go and... If the border's open, then we're pulling them out and we're going yeah. on the road. <laughs> yeah, you'll be pulled up with the ute, right? With like, throw your bags yeah. in and let's go. <laughs> I know, crazy, right? So let's think about that, right? So culture has changed. Our way we do things has changed. How have you seen this change across the leadership landscape? I think there's a huge gap right now. I think there's a scary gap in leadership. And I don't know if it's relating directly to what you're saying, but just kind of observing what's happened over the last two years. There are the ones who are truly thinking forward and looking out for the good of their people, but while leading them where they think they need to go. And they're ones just parroting what, what they think people want to hear, what things that will make them popular. You know, and this spans everything. This spans global leadership, politics, education, business, just everything right now. And I think You've been following along. I don't know if some people watching or listening have, but you know, we're going through a humendous. I just make up, made up a new word. That's a great word. I make words. Humendous. I love it. It was easy to say. I like it. In an enormous transition right now in the human collective is rising up, but we're going to get a little deep for all of you. But if you've been listening to Carrie Moore, you're already deep. (laughs) So, you know, what we're feeling and experiencing right now for all of us, leaders or not, is this giant shift in the human collective. And what is coming to the surface are all the dualities and all the polarities and all this mess right now that we're seeing is here to be fixed. It's here to be healed. And I think the biggest concern I have, not only as a leader watching other leaders, but as a citizen, as a mother, a human is seeing how increasingly divided things are going and wondering, like, can we bring this all back together? Is there going to be a place that we can all have conversations again and be on the same platforms again and just have calm discussion with human critical thinking? That is, we can't see that right now, basically anywhere, unless you go offline which is why I still gather the group in person. It's something I will not let go of. And I told people, people like, you're going to have the events. If it's legal and I can be there, I'm going to be there. You guys come if you want. If you're comfortable, I tell everybody, do what you're comfortable with. You don't Mm. have to come. But it's so critical that we gather and do that. And so I'm giving you a lot in that short answer. Oh my gosh, so much in that short answer. But here's love about that is the fact that if we are connected as humans, there is that possibility of, closing that gap. But let's take that back a step and go, okay, if we are having this conversation and we're wanting to stand strong as a human and have our voice be heard, is it easier now or harder now to be able to have that voice? What is your thinking? It's harder. Well, it's harder to know what to say, what not to say. The past year for me, I'll just share my personal journey. I mean, I shared a bit about this on my podcast, Glen Mission mm. Radio, which is, it's a fun name, but we have very serious, intelligent conversations on there. And I shared a bit about 
this is one of those wake up calls for me where like you think everyone's seeing the same thing and you try to talk about it, but like, well, I mean, aren't you outraged about this or that? Yeah. No, no, I'm scared of this. And I'm like, okay, yeah. wow. You know, so it was kind of realizing how different people think and what different levels of also kind of human development they're at based on their yeah. concerns and what they're observing. And so for me as a leader, I was so happy that I'd made shifts in knowing who I'm going to talk to and not talk to I mean, several years ago when I was mm. making changes in my business. And you remember running some great I do remember. I was kind of, <laughs> I had this craving. I had this craving for something yeah. different. And I think it would be very challenging right now to be speaking to large audiences that are very, very mixed in how they feel about things, how they see the world and what their dreams are, what their fears are. I really predict we're going to get into smaller circles again for a while, maybe several years, but eventually we'll be coming back together. So from a leadership perspective, I've been thrilled to be where I am with the audience that I know yeah. I have and know that like my message is not mass market for especially where we're going. If that makes sense. These questions are real. These are deep, deep. These questions. are deep questions, but that's because I want to hear behind the scenes of what you're thinking. And, and I think, you know, oh, there's so much we can talk about on this, but I think that whole concept of the pods or the smaller groups of people coming together as collective, and especially when you're speaking about something different is, is an interesting concept. And I know I see a lot of that right now as I'm kind of pioneering what I, you know, and having these conversations about a new approach to leadership. It's easy to do things the old way. And I think that it's easy to have people come along as kind of like sheep coming along and herding together, you know. And it's easy when you've got that. And you can talk about leads and you can talk about building a business and all those important things because there's nothing that's going to be beating against something that maybe I'm going to have to think for myself or maybe I'm going to have to do it a little different. When you start talking like that, that is like, I'm not sure if I'm going over there because A, I'm not sure where you're going with this. I'm not sure where what that's going to look like and I don't know. I'm more comfortable with what I know, even if it's not working. And so I'm finding that an interesting concept. I thought, you know, you just said then that whole group thing versus the smaller thing. Last year, I had the privilege of putting on a forum that was called the Global Human Intelligence Forum. It was in a month when the world had hit literally all that racial tension across the world. It was one of the worst times to put on an event, and yet it was the most amazing time. And I had over 70 leaders from across the globe who joined together, and we spoke about all things around gender and quality. I had my son who's got special needs. He spoke on one of the youth panels. We had every voice that you can imagine. We, I had mm -hmm. leaders who then spoke and then I had, like this, a conversation. we just having a conversation and we were letting the world in. So I could ask these deep questions that often people want to ask, but where do we ask those questions? And then I had the most beautiful speakers who then did the open forum and anyone could ask any question. I was so amazed on the first day. I actually cried at the end of the first day when I came off and I said to my small little team, I said, I don't know how we're going to do it even better on the second day, the third day. I was amazed, Ali, 
that at the time when we thought we could talk about it less or that you shouldn't talk about it or that everyone's doing the hashtags and it was like this volatile, there were people in a room who had never met each other who were willing to talk and they asked great questions and it was phenomenal. So I think, yes, that it goes back to the small groups in a lot of ways when you're bringing new things, but I think there's a lot of people that are wanting something different, wanting an approach, but we're in these isolated islands. Maybe it's because we haven't had the chance to get together. Exactly. We're not allowed to have those conversations. Are we not allowed or are we not even doing it with Zoom? Because we can. Here's the interesting thing. Every single day I've been having conversations with amazing leaders from across the globe. Do you know what everyone has said? We need more of these conversations. We need to connect Mm. with these conversations and do something with that. And so we are going to be doing that. But here's the thing. There are literally amazing leaders trying to do these little things, but I don't think we're doing it as a collective and that's where we're not connecting. So how do we do that? that. Well, I've got some ideas. Yeah. I think there's been things happening though. I think, you know, I'll say I was offline more this year for sure because I couldn't handle just seeing the insanity, right? So I pulled back and sometimes I feel guilty. Like, should I be speaking more? And like, there's always the guilt, right? But I do, I think it, it is important that I think more people want to think in this unified kind of way than we realize. And the voices online are simply the loudest when there is a collective that understands what's going on. And so I think you're really on to something, Carrie Marie. I can't wait to have you on my show. So we'll go deep on that. Bring it on. But from a business perspective, I want to offer something though that's really cool about all this as well as the opportunities are going to be incredible. When we see actually the system breakdowns have been really exciting to witness to me. So they actually really enjoy. <laughs> Tell me it. more about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's take education, for example, mm. you know, and things that we've tolerated for a long time. So, you know, I never thought of myself as a homeschool mom. You know, I thought yeah. like that's something you can only do if you're not running a company or, you know, maybe you live a different lifestyle. And I'm so the kids were school age. We put them in and there's a great little local Montessori. It was still something special and different. Yeah. But, you know, you pack the bag, send them off. Like, it was just what you do. And then you're like, okay, now I can get my work done, right? And then this year happened. And it really just brought to light, like, more... I know we pulled the kids out because, personally, I didn't want them wearing masks all day. I didn't want them at a device all day at home either. It just wasn't going to be the same experience for them. I didn't think Mm -hmm. there was much value to it. It it diminished. So we pulled them out. And now it's wild because the first few months I was still very plugged in my mind. Like, are they learning enough? Are they learning where they should be? Yeah. Are they in the right grade? Should they be knowing three Being digits? Yeah. I don't even know what. Now we're like, I don't really know. I don't really know what they're learning. Like we yeah. have someone right here going through the basics. Like maybe I should be checking in more, but they're so happy. We're having incredible discussions. Oh, we have that. time now in the morning and night. We have time to like, like I have a new client who raises cattle and she sent a photo and Maddie said, I think that's in my farm book. So we got up the farm book and found out what kind of cattle it was. And like, yeah. what's the history of that cattle? And like, this more conversation more. And so suddenly now, I think you're going to see more people seeing the opportunities and taking things back for themselves and taking that power back, like healthcare, taking that power back for themselves. Mm. Like, well, wellness and immunity is going to be even more increasingly important in the future. And people will pay money for that. There's going to be educational opportunities for homeschool programs or 
teaching how other people can homeschool. There's going to be, gosh, just, I mean, just almost every system, if you think about it, is going to be just disrupted. And that's where the people now will come together and create their own solutions, which is exactly what you're thinking. Like even yeah. this conversation that you are leading, Carrie Marie, is leading that direction. Like even the conversations and how we communicate has become so institutionalized and you have right. to do it a certain way because of social media. And you're like, no, 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 let's do this. Let's connect people on Zoom. Let's let's have these conversations in a different way. And I think people sometimes avoid it because it is easier not to sometimes. Mm. It's easier not to... Like, have you gotten some pushback on some of the ways you've talked about things? Or So, you know me, I'm like, I just go on there and... So, I've been doing it as... It's called the Decision Table Series. And so, each month we have a theme. And so the first month was January and we did it all about, cause I'm writing a paper around the need for a new approach to leadership. I feel that we've had the old style, the old school. We've got a changing landscape and those that are really thriving in this landscape are those that are agile and those that are able to innovate in new ways. You know, the old ways, there's some of that that we can keep taking with us, but there's a lot of that that we've got to leave behind. And then we go, well, how do we do this? And part of that is looking through different lenses, right? That's part of what I'm teaching in that side of it. The pushback comes when you're stuck in the old school, stuck in what you know, stuck in listening to systemic, you know, thinking that has kept you in a place, but you're not necessarily willing to learn from that and go, how do we evolve? You know, part of this new lens is I believe that we should be having as leadership an evolving leadership, not a proven. Mm -hmm. You know, you know that in the business world, it was all about the proven strategies, the proven model. Well, here's the thing. If we are to be agile, as we know, the world shut down last year in March and it shut down. Those that were able to be pivoting as they talked about Tell you having a different shift, whatever it is, were the ones that thrived during that time. Now, that's not by having a proven thing. And I also believe that we should have ecosystems and that we shouldn't be building a business model because here's the thing. This might work at this time, but we need to be so agile that we can change and go down a different pathway. Still the same thing. Our, our core vision, our core principles or whatever it is, values of our company don't change. But the way that we are thinking and the way that we can move down a different pathway may need to be different. And so, you know, that's about evolving and the fact that we can keep learning. I think that there's a lot of leaders that are, well, I know this. I've got this. And if you follow what I do, do the three things that I know, it's a proven thing. That's like going to the gym and saying, hey, by the way, here's the program and it's going to work for you as it does every other single person. That's not a truth. But we're doing that in the way that we run our companies, run our organizations. We are saying that this is the proven way. And yet I think, you know, we are and we should be always evolving as a person. I mean, I've evolved a heap over this last year. And I hope I continue to do that. I miss the days where we didn't have so much information. I miss the days where, and I was just on a, an interview and talked about this as well. Like I think about me about when I got started and what, you know, what do you actually miss about that time? And I'm like, I miss having nothing to compare my work to. Like I just would figure it out and do it. And I had an idea yes. and I went and did it. I didn't go Google it. 
I didn't have 20 other people saying, no, this is the formula you follow. And you have to come to this workshop. And you know, you this is how things happen. And you can't do like there were no voices. It was just my own voice. And that's how I grew my first business. I don't know if I would have done it the same way looking back. Like Isn't if I had so much information. So today I feel like we have so much information and so little wisdom, so little critical thinking. I'm always more impressed by the people who bring wisdom to the table than anything yeah. else. In fact, on my show, I prefer, you know, we have a lot of, we have a whole age range of guests and these women who've built amazing companies. Mm. But like the ones that interest me the most are the ones that they, this ain't their first rodeo. They've seen a lot. They've done a lot and they have so much wisdom and we need to start listening to that. We need to okay. Start, so um, you know this data. Yes. So that's where I go back to the muscle of human intelligence. So that's the data that you have as a person and a human has as a person that brings to the table. But here's the mm. thing. And you know, this, if we talk about proven, how do you prove wisdom? How do you prove smartness? How do you prove that trusting your gut, right? Like that is yeah, the difficulty. You feel into it. And that's the whole, let's go another level. Let's go a little deeper. Mm. You know, the 5D, 3D, yes. you know, the whole ascension, right? So we've proven our worth. And I think as women leaders, especially in the 3D world, like it's mm. tangible, it's touchable. Here's my numbers. Here's my data. Look at my followers. Like here's the formula. And now we're doing kind of what, how I got started again is we're feeling into it. And the feeling is truth. You're not going to be able to measure that with 3D metrics. So I think we're going to even devise like whole new ways. So, of, of course, someone will geek want to measure it, but <laughs> no, but, <laughs> but it's no, feeling this into is, it. So how do we take that feeling and as a collective join together and use that feeling to do something? Because I don't know that. I mean, you think about it. You have to go back to the time and I'll never forget the time that you said you're so different to me, right? And you're kind of weird and you're kind of like, you did say <laughs> that, Ellie. And I never forgot I that day. figure you out. I exactly. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. And I got it because I didn't stand up like everyone else. I could have answered all those questions like everyone else, but I'm like, there's enough people here. They can answer those. I, like if you want a conversation that's totally different, that's going to stretch your brain, I'm in. And that's the thing that is hard, Ellie. Like is what if you are saying different things? What if you are thinking different and you have evolved to a different space? How do you bring others on that when it's a trust or a belief or a value or a, you know what I mean, mindset? Well, you have to speak it. They will gravitate to you when you speak it. They will gravitate to you when you have to share it. And I've been sharing a lot more lately. And that's how I know I'm kind of attracting people who are my flavor. You know, they kind of get it. Because it's a lot different now than it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was talking about seven steps to your perfect option. I know. I've got to love that. <laughs> okay, right? right? And that was fun. That was, that was fun at the yeah. time. It was so exciting. Everything was still so new. And now I'm like, all right, you know, this year for me, I'm like, oh my God, I think this time is now why I'm here. It wasn't yes. that. It wasn't any of that stuff. That was all great. That was to kind of prove to myself what I needed. I delivered some great information to people who needed it. Mm. We had a great time. I really understood who I was. And now I'm like, holy crap, what if this is it? What if something new is emerging now just from the ideas I'm sharing and the new mm. people I'm connecting with and, you know, reconnecting with you yeah. today? This could be something now too. Yes. And how do we bring this all together? 
I've always been a different thinker, but man, there's just so much to latch onto now. I mean, it's right in our face. It is. Everything happening. It's unavoidable right now. Mm. And I do feel that women, especially right now, bring something so important to the table when even these decisions they're having to make every day right now about their families and what they're going to say yes to or no to or make changes in their lives. Like, I feel like I'm not being that clear, but it's still evolving in how to even describe this for me. You don't even have the language to describe. Like, this is part of it. Yeah. There's not even the language to describe a lot of what is happening right now. And I love that you're talking about, I wrote it down, that the human intelligence versus when I think of AI or artificial intelligence, yeah. it's also how humans have been treating a lot of things, though, right? Yeah. Like we think we need the data. And I think your data is a bit different, though, right? It's more about, I want a little clarity on this. Yeah, well, I think that's the whole thing. What is human intelligence? And is like, I mean, I spend my whole lifetime like looking at patterns and figuring out if we wired to a pattern, our brain, what behavior would we have? And then what's the result? Like I'm always looking for the hack, right? How can we be more effective productivity wise? How can we be smarter Mm -hmm. in the way that we're running companies, our teams? What does that need to look like? Right. And then personally, like for peak performance, like how can I function at a higher level? Because when I function at a higher level, my output is going to be at a higher level. So I'm always looking at how do I master that? And Mm. so part of that is just like the physical side, we know that if we work a muscle, it's going to build capacity. It's going to build strength. It's going to build a foundation that you can then go out of, right? And that's the same with Mm -hmm. our muscle of human intelligence. What if we were smarter humans that thought for ourselves, used that data that we have, to then bring an amazing output into the world. Like what would that look Mm. like if actually leadership came together with smart brains that then go, okay, here's a funny thing. Here's an example. I just saw an interview yesterday with Lady Gaga. She's got, and I didn't realize she had fibromyalgia. Like, and so one of the things, and I know because I've got, I've had that condition in my body as well. I'm at a level now that's just (laughs) amazing. I can't, I don't even think of it in my body right now. And I've got this other thing that had been in my body as well called complex regional pain syndrome, two conditions that don't have much money put into it to then have research and then come out going, yes, this is what you do when you've got it and this is how you deal with it. I loved on that interview, she said, one of my aims in life now is to bring all those smart people into the room to have the conversation to try and figure out you know, what do I do? How do we actually have a solution to fibromyalgia? And I just go, well, that's what I'm talking about. If we have smart leaders in a room and where those problems across the globe seem so big, Allie, that now if we are in that room, what can we do to shift that dial forward? That's a great example because why does it take a pop star to do that, right? That's where I get outraged, right? And that's a great point to really echo that, that right now, the people, we are the ones who are going to be creating the solution. Yeah. The government's hopeless. I don't care what side you're on. It's all a mess. The corruption is obvious. All the connections. I mean, everything in medical government, just everything. The people are going to be taking over and the human intelligence that you're linking is what we need. That's going to be like the network of all this 
and I hate to use the word information because it does feel like more data. I know, AI, but, but it is that, data. It's that, that human yeah, data, info. right? There is info. Like, I have a cure for this, but no one's yeah. letting it get out, right? Yes. I have information on this, but I'm not allowed to post it. Yes. Or I have something I've been working on here, but I've had nowhere to share it. And bringing those people together with those solutions. Yeah. Kind of like think tanks on these issues, but exactly. we don't invite anyone from politics medicine. I know. These people are invited. <laughs> because we were told, Ellie, we were told to niche, right? We were told to we're in this niche. And what I'm doing is going across, like I'm talking across industries. And be- why? Because there's learnings. And I, like, this is where there's such extremes right now. Like even if you take, for an example, corporate America versus the small business, the entrepreneur, the coach, the consultant, right? There's a huge gap between even that. What if they talk to each other? What would they learn that works really well in corporate that maybe the small business person could take on board and put into their play? And the same way that entrepreneur mind then goes into corporate, how could they learn from that? And we are actually widening the gap as we are niching into these separate islands rather than bringing that together. And the same is at top decision tables. I get, you know, I've had some amazing conversations with closed doors with former presidents of nations. It is phenomenal. And I'm so grateful for those moments. But it also taught me and that, you know, there is conversation there that they're not even knowing at the front line of humanity, what is going on there. So that gap widens. So we're innovating new solutions over here that maybe aren't even needed or wanted or going to be beneficial or adding value to the front line of humanity. Who's having those conversations? How are we bridging that and narrowing that gap? You know, those are the things that I'm talking about. And I wonder if tech canon should be involved in that or if it should be offline for a while. You know, I don't know. You tell me. For, like for these connections. It's a tricky thing, right? Like at this moment, you know, we have borders closed, so it has to be online. And I think that, and that's something that I'm navigating. I used to be like you, that I'd prefer that face-to-face and like you could connect with the people, you know, while you're having a drink, a coffee, maybe not such a coffee, and you connect with the humans and then then you can go into a conversation. So how do we connect? And then have these deep conversations, like, cause these conversations often in the past were like meeting with someone and then connecting with them, hanging out with them, then maybe connecting with them again at another conference or an event or something. And then you'd sit down and go, Hey, I actually let's connect with this person over here and then we'd bring them together. So how do we do that when we don't have that capacity? We have to somehow figure that out online and and make that happen and that's something that I'm really working on and navigating but I think it goes back to this too Ali that these conversations are often uncomfortable conversations and how do we do it uncomfortable do you run to a conversation if you think it's going to be uncomfortable yeah most people don't I don't run to it (laughs) (laughs) I deal with it if I have to yeah Um, if you have to but maybe we're getting to a point that maybe we have to And I think there's, and it's funny because you said it before, like I think that, you know, we've got platforms. I think there's a responsibility now to use the platform to be, and it's going to take us as individuals 
to use our platforms and then us as a collective to join together and collaborate. And that's what everything that I'm building my company around is around the collaborative model because there isn't actually really good models out there about collaboration. It's interesting because we thought tech would be bringing us together and it has to such a point, but we're going to have to remind people what the purpose of it really was. And I think that's the key. It was to bring us together. I like that. I like how you're thinking. I think I get you now, Carrie Marie. I get you. It's only taking you how long? No, that's okay. But I think I think I the curve. And and that was it though, right? Like, and I think that's the tricky piece is Ali. Sometimes we have to go to that level of well, what is it that we're trying to say? What is it that we're working on? How do we say this? Because I started out like I love being in your world when you were like. You know, I feel that you, in a lot of ways, pioneered a huge way in America as a woman entrepreneur, like you really did. And so I always was like, I wonder how she thinks. I wonder what that looks like. I didn't come into your world because I wanted to learn about marketing. I'd eat, smell, and do that on another company that I have here. But I came because I wanted to see, how did she build this community? What is it about the community? I'm a major introvert to be honest, like that is my downfall and a weakness that I've had to work on because I'm not the person that goes, hey, pick me, put me out in the front. It has never been my thing. Nowadays, I've learned that if I'm to bring the biggest impact that I need to, I needed to come out of that and not use that as a mm. thing that holds me back. Yeah, so what I was going to say was I was always loving being a part of your community because I was like, how does she do this? What does she do? What's her secret sauce? I want to learn some of that. And so Mm. I came because of that. When you transition from doing that side of it into leadership, I wanted then to watch. So here's a woman with a platform and now she's actually changing that platform. What is she going to do with Mm. that? How is she going to use that? Where's she going to go with this now? It was the thinking behind that. It was watching you as you navigated that, as you grew on that. And then I loved, and I love what you're doing now with your podcast, with who you are, with your the trust, that there's a side of you, Ali, that you now come out of and you've grown into that now that's the side of leadership that no one else can bring because it's what you've taken from what you've learned and now evolving into and then as you continue to evolve. And that's the side that I think as leaders, we need more leaders doing that. Yeah. The ones that give themselves permission to evolve. My business has always followed my personal evolution. And I've found over the years that's a little more unique than I realized. Like many people walk into a model, it works. And that's great. But I just was always evolving so quickly. I had a kind of this like three-year cycle. But I do something, be like, this is great. Wow, we built to this point. And, and I'm like, well, I'm feeling called over here now and over here, which, by the way, drives your team nuts, right? So <laughs> I get that. <laughs> the team's like, we just got it working. I'm like, wow. You know, <laughs> but it was this feeling I had that thank you for seeing that. Mm. And thank you for seeing maybe more of myself than I even did at the time where I was going. So I knew I, you I, had I, it I into it. That. I wanted to watch yeah. it out of that. Yeah. And I'm so in the interesting place right now mm. where. I'm starting a bit of what you're discussing. And I think yeah. that that's kind of what I'm taking from our conversation today is like when you're know, starting the trust and collecting these amazing mm. women from around the world, hopefully we'll be more global again, you know, by 2022. Yeah. 
in different conversations and being able to have conversations when the doors are shut, you didn't realize that people could still have, you know, because yeah. everything's just so online all the time. And different perspectives, different cultures, different industries, just that's what I want to create more of. And I think you're doing the same thing. So I think we're going to definitely stay in touch. And that's what I've got out of our conversation is I think we need to talk further on this. I think this has been powerful conversation. I'm so grateful for you being here. I know you need to go. And I just like for me, it's always amazing when you get to hear behind the thinking behind everything and and going, how can we do this more effectively? And realizing, mm. you know, the thing that I've realized from our conversation is that you are having this conversation. I'm having this conversation. Why are we not bringing that together more? And so I think that that's what I'd love to have a conversation more with you around how do we join forces with this and make sure that we are bringing it out more and, you know, moving this into you know, how do we do that online as well as offline? And I think that's an interesting conversation and something that I'm definitely, you know, learning to navigate at the moment. But, you know, that's where we need to have this conversation. How do we do this in bigger and better ways? I was, I know I'm not a big fan of, I have to say, Clubhouse, but because I like the visual, I like looking at you at the same time we're talking. I like connecting as a human that way and so for me the auditory is really tricky and so you know but there was this and it blew me away Ali that there was this conversation of and and I felt it obviously speakers are going well we don't have the global stages now how do we speak on stages now and so they were having this massive conversation they spent an hour and a half and I still have no idea what they were talking about And I was like, that was a thousand people on a call having a conversation about being better speakers. It went nowhere. So thank you for having an amazing conversation today. I love it. Yes. I still feel good now about not being on Clubhouse. I've gotten all these invites, but it just doesn't. I'm just a late adopter now. I'm like, all right, we'll see if this is around by the end of the year and maybe I'll get on there. But I hear you. I hear you. Got stuff to do. I'm going to stop this recording. This has been an amazing call, but thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness activates ownership to what is next and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next Global Human Intelligence Forum or apply to our next Leaders Movement Parlor. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next Global Human Intelligence Podcast.